'twas the night before Christmas, and all through the shanty it was unusually quiet. No whining, no ranting, no one to complain about loud surface noise. Just an ancient old codger, the last of the boys, a century old, maybe more, no one knows, with post-nasal drip and chronic lumbago. Courtney curled in his chair, cigar dangling south with dreams of Ruth Atting crooning into his mouth. He was nearly asleep, and what did he hear but interlopers afoot or a flea in his ear? He sprang to the window to see what was the matter. Was it record collectors come to steal all his platters? The moon on the breast of the new fallen snow, blah, blah, blah. It was bright as broad daylight below. Could it be? What was that, a Sears goat-drawn sled and a ridiculous elf? I must be sick in the head, Courtney thought to himself. But lo and behold, the contraption had landed, and the elf jumped and rolled out of the sled and then onto the lawn and stood up and called out to his goats one by one, on Gus and Red Butler, on Blossom and Jasper, on Floridix Milfi, on Lolabelle. Sneezy, and then there was dinner. The most wonderful goat of them all. But we ate him last month, Courtney said to himself. Then the elf broke through the window and jumped up on the shelf where the codger's 78 RPM disc collection was carefully stored in need of protection. What do you want? He employed the intruder. Sly weasel, or maybe a shot of beyond water? Whatever you do, leave my records alone. This is real music, not like the crap played by Fabio. I am the ghost of holiday past, said the elf to the codger, but this place, I'm aghast at the thick, grimy patina of smoke on the walls and that sour codgery smell deep in my nostrils. I came here to bring you some coal and a lecture about being kind, but it's fair to conjecture that you won't give a fig or a hoot or a goat, and I've got to get out of here, else I might choke on your Rancho Malario's odiferous smog. The elf jumped through the window, then tripped on a log, and limped his way back to his sled, cursing blue. Ah, crummy Christmas to all those at WFMU. After this, Courtney said, I think I'll get plush to the scuffers. So he sat and he poured out two cups of sly weasel, that is one for himself, the old sinner, and one for the cute little goat he named Dinner. Thank <laughs> you.
slipping fast How much longer can we last? Have we gone completely off our door? With this modernistic stuff I'm through, I've had enough I'm so worried now since it hit home Since making whoopee became all the rage It's even gotten to the old bird cage And my canary has circles under his eyes He used to whistle the prisoner's song Now he does snake hips the whole night long And my canary has circles under his eyes Now there was a time he was satisfied To flit among the flowers But now when I let him out he'll hide in a tree for hours instead of taking a much needed rest he's flying out to some sparrow's nest and my canary has circles under his eyes he has no girlfriend that i'm certain of but he thinks what is this thing called love my canary has circles under his eyes. Birds of a feather, the old story goes, but love is something nobody knows. And my canary has circles under his eyes. Now maybe he's worried the little lamb. He always looks so solemn I wonder if he is in a jam I'll look in Swafford's column He won't eat his bird seed, it's really a sin He won't sing a thing without his cup of gin And my canary has circles under his Hello and welcome to the Old Codger's radio show and uh, this tonight before Christmas. So what? Well, anyway, uh, the program opened. The program op- opened up with Har- Hardy White. How the hell did he get in here? Well, anyway, we heard a, a tune by Milt Hearth on the organ called "Satan Takes a Holiday." <laughs> yeah, that seems appropriate for this program. Uh, James P. Johnson performed a tune called "Juggle Drums." And then Marion Harris sang, My Canary Has Circles Under His Eyes. So this night before Christmas edition of the Old Codger Show, uh, we will not, we will not be featuring Christmas music because I'd rather play non-seasonal favorites. All on 70 RPM discs, of course. Now, some would say I refuse to play Christmas music because I'm a contrarian. Well, let me just make one thing clear. I am not a contrarian. Now that that's settled, I, I want to go back to the music because I have so much of it programmed for tonight. It's my, my gift to you on tonight's show. Less patter, more platters. Yeah, here's something by the Bodenheim triplets. Yes. <laughs> Never could be 
index fine set of music. We heard uh, the Bodenheim triplets. I forget their names. Uh, but Going, Going, Gone was uh, sung by them. Then Clarence, Pine Top Smith, with uh, Nobody Knows You When You're Down and Out. Jelly Roll Morton and his Red Hot Peppers uh, gave us Beer Street Blues. R Romeo Nelson with Dying Rider Blues. And then Jabbo Smith with Let's Get Together. Where's Joel Codger here on WFMU playing 7 RPM records as I do every week? Well, uh, as you know, Gus Bodenheim, he's an announcer for our commercials. When he isn't uh, saturated and sozzled, uh, Gus is a very inventive man. Don't think for a second that Gus is a one-horse pony. The problem is he's saturated and sozzled 50% of the time, and then he sleeps another 40% of the time. So that leaves 10% uh, time for being inventive. Well, minus eating and uh, visits to the parlor, and then there's his unsuccessful attempts at carousing. Takes a lot of time. Uh, G Gus is a man of great potential achievement. He has a nickname, in fact. Uh, Gus, doing nothing is hard work, Bodenheim. Gus also spends a lot of time uh, opening bottles, uh, often in very inventive ways, or impulsive ways, impatient ways, okay? These activities sometimes overlap. Gus can do several at the same time, like uh, eating, opening bottles, being plush to the scuppers, and uh, clumsy attempts at seduction. He's pretty good at what they nowadays call multitasking, but I guess that doesn't leave much time to experiment in the lab as my cousin Thomas Alper might say. But to reiterate, doing nothing is hard work, and no one works harder at it than Gus. But here we have right now a message, a great idea from Gus. It's a new approach to festive uh, gift-giving for the Yuletide season, especially for the youngsters. Uh, Gus also wanted me to remind listeners to patronize another of our sponsors, Beyond Water. Beyond Water has a rich amber color and goes down with a refreshing, astringent, cleansing bite. It's made from iron-free, dihydrogen oxide filtered through high concentrations of limestone. It's aged in charred oak casks, uh, triple distilled, and bottled in small batches. Beyond Water, the perfect holiday beverage for those on the wagon, as long as you're not driving the wagon. Uh, but anyway, here's something else from Gus. A new message just for the holiday season. Hello, listeners, and season's greetings from yours truly, Gus Bodenheim. Acquaintances, do you find, as I do, that the pressure of expected philanthropy is vexing at this already irksome time of year? Are you reluctant to purchase insipid trinkets made in the sweatshops of distant lands merely to bring an imagined smile to the face of some unknown child? then why not participate in this year's Things for Tots endeavor? You see, we're all surrounded by objects we could do well without. And let's face it, in children, especially the very smallest, the gray matter has hardly begun to congeal in their still soft skulls. Why, anything at all could be palmed off as a plaything. Here's an ashtray. And some cufflinks I haven't worn in decades. In the magic of a child's mind, this might be an aircraft carrier with several jet bombers. Or for girls, perhaps a pair of figure skaters in a rink. Hello, I'm Sonia Henny. Hello, I'm Van Johnson. Let us skate. Whee! So, come, join me in sharing the magic of the season while decluttering your home at the same time. Give to Things for Tots. Best of all, it's tax deductible. Thank you, and may whichever combination of holidays you choose to observe turn out to be agreeable. Just hurry along. 
the crowd, come with me, you're gonna be so proud, don't stay behind, go where you find, thousands of dreamy tango dancers, come, my honey, come, the pipe and drum will make things hard, the whole night long we'll dance. Away the blues, take an extra pair of shoes. Come, 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 come and follow the crowd. Follow the crowd, follow the crowd. Come with me, you're gonna be so proud. Don't stay behind, go where you find thousands of dreamy tangles. Dancing, prancing, and eating fried chicken. 
singing, swinging, and raising the dickens with the banjo strumming all the while. Tell me, mammy, ain't I your honey child? I know you've waited for me night and day, but you won't have to wait no more. Cause, mammy, can't you hear me? I'm knocking at the cabin door. Splendid music that it we heard. Aren't that set? We uh, started out with uh, Ir- Irving Berlin. More about him in a second. Uh, he was singing a song he wrote called Follow the Crowd. Then 
Hartman's heartbreakers, it's Betty Lou. She'd fetch it on down to my house. Lil Armstrong and her orchestra did I'm knocking at the cabin door, and then the lovely Ruth Edding would say yes today. Old Codger here. Ah, it's Christmas Eve, I know, but we're not playing any Christmas music because it, do I have to repeat myself? Anyway, regarding Irving Berlin, last week there, uh, there was some discussion. Lollabelle told me that the, the, the listener forum, there was some discussion among the listeners about Irving Berlin and why he chose that name. He, he was not born with that name. Well, let, let me explain, because I know the true story. Uh, he was born, his name was Israel Belin in Russia in 1888. Yes, he was a Russian. Now, little Izzy came to the U.S. at the age of uh, age five. The first thing he did in 1893 was, when he got here, was to disown his parents and buy a barrel organ. That, that, the barrel organ is an instrument you, you crank by hand to play it. Then he hired a monkey. That monkey was named Dean Martin Van Buren. That was on the monkey's birth certificate. Anyway, the monkey had a gift of melody. So Izzy Bellin and the monkey began writing songs together. But since the monkey was, he was a monkey. He couldn't read English. He couldn't know his rights as a music creator. He couldn't sign a contract. Then Izzy Bellin decided to change his name. Now, being an immigrant, remember, he was a Russian. He wanted to fit in with America. So he took the name of an American city. He became... Irving Cleveland. Well, he continued writing songs with the monkey, but nothing became a hit. So Irving Cleveland decided to change his name again. He became Irving California, but he still had no success, so he changed his name to Randall California, and he was still a failure. So then he became Nathan California. Still no luck, so he's going back to Irving, this time Irving Philadelphia. This was such a stupid name that he, he decided to go in a different direction with his name. So maybe he would try something European. He liked Irving as a first name, so he became Irving London. Then he became Irving Barcelona. Then Irving Vatican City. Now, what was he thinking? Stay with me. I know this is complicated, but it's all true. Then he looked at a map of Germany. So he tried the names uh, Irving Cologne, uh, Irving Leipzig, Irving Stuttgart, Irving Nuremberg, Irving Braunschweig, and finally he hit on Irving Heidelberg. But he was still a street organ grinder with a songwriting monkey. Then he began to realize the problem wasn't with his name. The problem was the songs they were writing sucked. So... He fired the monkey. At that point, he was still going through German cities, and he came up with the name Irving Berlin. Now, he thought the name had good rhythm. Now, at, at this point in time, Hitler was only 10 years old, and the rest, as they say, is history. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now, moving right along on the program, we have another musical soundtrack from a famous motion picture. Now, uh, Flip the Frog is off. Let me re repeat that. Flip the Frog is off this week. So, filling in for Flip the Frog are Betty Boop and Professor Grampy, starring in their 1936 Academy Award-winning motion picture, A Song a Day. Here's the soundtrack, the musical soundtrack, on the Old Codger Radio Show. <laughs>
open your little mouth. Isn't that a good boy? Holiday. Time to jump in left and right. Swing it, you stay. 
and Kip in one of the on a Hepcat's holiday. Boogie Woogie and Susie Q, the Flatfoot Blue Jim and Hepcat too. Turn around and tuck on down, we jump the whole day through. Band swinging, cats are high, chicks are feeling gay. You can swing it if you try on a Hepcat's holiday. La da 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 said at his show, we heard the soundtrack of the 1936 major motion picture Academy Award winner A Song a Day, starring Betty Boop and Professor Grampy. Now the cats and the fiddle did the last song. It was called Hep Cats Holiday. Well, it is a holiday. I'm going to have a lot of guests. This old codger, by the way, I will have a lot of guests at the bunker tomorrow uh, for a holiday repast. I mailed out invitations, uh, postcards, on Monday. I hope my cronies received them. I I hear the mayor isn't quite as reliable as it was in 1950. Anyway, the, the guest list includes, I'm going to read it to you, Rubby Delbarton, Floridix Hundwasser will be there, uh, Red Butler, uh, our Chinese lady friend, Fang Fang, Willie the Mute, uh, Molasses Hathaway, uh, he's on probation, he's prohibited from getting drunk before 2 p.m. Let's see, uh, Gay Edgar Hoover will be there, uh, Brother Justin and Sister Iris, they're going to lead us in, uh, in saying grace, they, they are two of the saintliest people I know despite what their rap sheet says. Then, uh, let's see, who else is coming? Ready, Kilowatt, Mickey Rooney will be there. Abe Stark, his nickname is Abe. Hit sign, win suit, Stark. Uh, there'll be a few Bodenheims. Uh, Lola Bell will be there, uh, and her useless boyfriend, Halid Bottlenecks. Uh, Sneezy Boatman, Sneezy is working on a cure for cancer, the, the bad cancer. Then, uh, Honey Bear Sweeney will be there, and Oogie Wawa. I've invited a few WFMU staff members, my Gaylord Fields, uh, Hardy White, uh, Glenn Jones, and Davis Bash. Maybe I can convince Laura Cantor to join us. I used to fill in for her radio thrift shop many years ago on this station, but she quit radio, and she became a microbiologist or an oceanographer. I get those fields mixed up all the time. Anyway, we have a great menu for a Christmas buffet in the bunker tomorrow. Uh, kippered antelope. Catfish roll mops, possum fritters with a watercress garnish, uh, drunk goat cheese in drunken sheep cheese's clothing, and then from Del Barton Kitchens, <laughs> delicacies featuring products which happen to be sponsors of the Old Codger Show. There'll be a Hardly Hamster Tartar, Beyond Mouse Swedish Meatballs, and Implausible Vole in Blankets. Yeah, and Lola Bell, my assistant and business advisor, says that everyone who attends this banquet will be asked to sign a, a UDA, E-U-D-A. She says it's an end-user dining agreement. There's something about, I don't know, accepting terms of service at the bunker. Uh, they also need to confirm that they are not a robot. I don't know what these new protocols are about. I leave this stuff to Lola Bell. I, I got her where she is today. Anyway, uh, this is uh, the Old Codger, back next week for the final show of the year. 
and this is WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope in New York City and Rockland County at 91.9 FM and online at WFMU.org. Let's all go now for the holidays and go get plushed to the scuppers. Miracle Nutrition with Hardy White. I am Hardy White. Oh, and it's Christmas Eve. Can you believe it? Oh, I like this song. To spend one day with the honors. Oh, I love spending the day with you on Earth, my friend. I guess we'd have more fun in outer space, maybe, but it might be more risky. We know Earth so well. Let's stay here, especially for the holidays. I love going back to Earth with you for the holidays, and I love your Christmas presents because you're here. You see? Is that double entendre? Hardy. No, I think that's when you say something seemingly innocuous, but you're really talking about your butt. No, I think this is just a pun. Oh, but I'm glad to be in your presence. I'm not in your presence, am I? Is there a little tiny Hardy under your tree? Maybe you don't celebrate Christmas. That's fine. There could still be a tiny Hardy under your tree. You know, you might have elves, and some of them look like me because I did one of those genetic tests, and I got a little bit of elf in me, just a tiny bit. Not enough. I don't identify as elf. That'd be stupid. But I get—I guess one of my ancestors or something must have uh, lived among the elven folk. I think that's wonderful. You know, when I get together with my friends, especially around the holidays, something we like to do is sing. But not together, because that's annoying. No, that's not true. We will sing songs together. And this is a time of year that even if it isn't your tradition, there's lots of songs that are meant to be sung by groups of people. Now, I'm sure you've had groups of people come to your uh, front door and sing songs, carolers. Have you? No, that never happened. Me neither. Uh, but I've seen it in the movies, and I think people used to do it in the Victorian times as a way of spreading disease. But now we have more efficient ways to do that, what with gyms and malls and everything. And so we don't really need to go door to door. But some people still like to put on a top hat, say, look at me, I'm a Victorian Undertaker, is it, doesn't that make you feel Christmassy? It does. Oh, all the, I would say just wrap some holly around it, too. There's something about holly and mistletoe and the other poisonous evergreens that uh, we identify with the seasons. I don't know why. Things where the, if you eat the berries, you'll die. I guess that's something about Christmas. I just like being together with you. And I do have a message for you today. What is the message? Uh, well, it could be a lot of things. I know what it is. It's not like the message from the parrot to the Three Stooges in the classic Three Stooges disorder in the court where the, the parrot's going, find the letter. That's a message. It's a clue. It's a sort of message. My message is simpler than that. Actually, it's very complicated, and I had to check it with scientists. But at the, it's simple because it's coming from me. If something comes from something simple, it too is simple. If you take a simple and you squeeze it, you get what they call simple syrup. And that's, I guess that's me. Sweet, but not much to it. And I think at the holidays, we say holidays because there's more than one. We just came off of Hanukkah. That's a good one. It is a bit of a fire hazard. You got to stay with those candles. A lot of people say, we're going to light them and then we're going to go in the other room. We'll light the Hanukkah candles next to our, the, these drapery that we made out of, I made them out of paper. It's beautiful. And then I spray the paper with hairspray to make it stiff and everything. And then I light the Hanukkah. Don't do that. No one wants that. The light must be controlled. The fire must be controlled. Don't let the fire spread. Oh, what are you talking about? I'm not sure yet, but I will be. I'm here to share the day with you and to share some information. And one piece of information I'd like to share is about uh, singing. Now, there's a song at the beginning of the show people have 
asked me over the years, if you've been listening to this show, you've heard it for years and years, you could probably sing it by memory. And it is a hymn uh, from a type of uh, hymnal called Sacred Harp. Now, this was a style of singing developed in the middle of the 19th century in uh, New England and spread to the American South of singing hymns in this simplified notation called shape notes. And a lot of you know about that. I know about this, Hardy, so I'm going to go poo. Okay, come on, do that. Now, come on right back because I got some stuff to tell you you might not know. So the different little shapes triangle, and they correspond to notes, or actually they correspond to the fa, so, la scale, and then you can put whatever key you want. That's complicated. Listen, I'm going to demonstrate something. So usually have about four parts, so all the, the bass sit together, the altos sit together, the uh, tenors sit together, sopranos sit together, and they all face each other in groups and do these four-part hymns. And I thought it would be interesting if me and my friends, who cannot sing very well but enjoy it, how many things can you say that? There is so much that I do not do well that I enjoy doing. Almost everything that I enjoy doing I don't do particularly well. That's fine. I might not enjoy it so much if I had to do it. Could you imagine baking for a living? Yes, I'm a baker, Hardy. It is very hard but satisfying. It is. You're saying it's satisfying because you have to get up at 4 a.m. or 3 a.m. or something and, you're, and secretly you hate life. But we're so thankful for you. Because it's hard to do something well like that for everybody and give you gifts. It's so much easier to suck at something and enjoy it. Like singing or art or anything. I feel so unburdened or unencumbered by the need to share it beyond my friends. Same with cooking or anything. Oh, my love is imperfect, but it's good enough for the people I know, apparently. Because they keep coming back for more. And I keep coming back for their love. And so my friends get together and we sing these songs. So this song is divided. This particular hymn, uh, they have names, a lot of times of places or people or anything. It's very strange. And they have a number. So this hymn is called 217. That's its number in the Sacred Harp book. And then the name of it is Ballstown. And you say, well, that's, that's silly. Just think of Christmas balls. Like, and then a town full of them. They're, oh, they're called Christmas ornaments? I don't know. I don't know how to remember. It's easy to remember because it's a ball's town. So I'm going, what I'm going to do is I'm going to sing uh, the bass part. And um, then I'm going to have Don and Butchie and some other friends sing their parts separately. So you can hear the separate parts, which you've never heard before. No. And then maybe you could sing along. And then we'll sing the whole song together. We're having a sing-along. This is fantastic. So I'm going to sing, here's, so here's the bass part. I'm going to clap along with it because uh, normally they, they do this open palm arm going up and down thing like a metronome, uh-huh. but they do it with an open palm. So it looks like, it looks like a shopkeeper going, oh, what, 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 like that. Um, oh, oh, oh. Um, uh, so, but, but we don't have that visually. So I'm going to do, no. I'm going to clap it. And so here, let me sing the bass part. So here's how the bass part goes. Great God, attend while Zion sings the joy that from thy presence springs to spend one day with thee on earth exceeds a thousand days of mirth. To spend one day with thee on earth. 